0: Welcome back. Another day, another vlog. It's unusual, isn't it? When uh, Not normally here. I'm normally out going for a bit of a hike and doing stuff. But it's, uh, oh, it, uh, yeah, I had a nice sleep. Something different. It, uh, very different. I hit the hay, started watching a movie, an old Johnny Depp movie, and I think at about 11.30, I think I crashed, which is just super early for me. Um, had a bit of a play around, didn't really... I got got the video first video set up in Premiere Pro and had a bit of a play with that and sort of just I guess lost interest and just said nah, stuff it I'm gonna go to sleep I'll get up early and do some stuff so I'm up early I've done good stuff for the show and then I'm gonna I've got to oh I've got to oh go it's one o'clock so I've got a couple of hours yet before I got to go to work anyway so I'll do start doing some work on the uh, new video and uh, yeah I'll go from there so yeah very. I even went for a run for the first time, I think, in probably a year. Um, so yeah, that was pretty interesting. Um, one thing on the run, before the run, I went to always, the one the only good thing about the Apple Watches. Okay, good. let's start the story off. Apple Watch, got the first series, fantastic. It was good fun, something different. Uh, not waterproof, so useless. Gotta take it off every time you go and have a shower. It's just a pain, if it rains, you couldn't use it, so see and then you get Siri coming in. Um, so then I went uh, got a series 3, Jack smashed that and I had to wait like a year before I could afford to replace it. and got it and it's been working fine until the new update. New update was an absolute freaking nightmare. You have to remove everything out of your phone out of your watch so not you can't have any photos on there, any music, any nothing. Take it all off was the only way you could fit this new update on. Took me like a day and a half. I ended up having to ring Apple and it had some photos left over hidden in there that I had to delete off to get, get it out so I could actually do the update. Got it updated, finally. Beautiful, forming problems over. Okay, well I've done all that. I don't use anything on there anyway because it's too small a screen. It's, unless it it's synced to the phone anyway uh, and I don't take my phone when I go for a run. It's pretty much useless anyway. So I like to just have a few songs on there, you know. I'm not talking like 50,000 songs. We're talking maybe, you know, one, two albums at least so I can run around the track and have some nice music while I'm running. Um, And, yeah, there's no room for music. (laughs) I can't even put one song in there. Uh, Piss poor. Uh, Very unhappy. First time, I think, in a long time I've been unhappy. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to do some research on it to see if there's a way what I can do and how many songs I'm allowed to put on there now. Uh, I just sort of walked to uh, stuff it. So I ended up having to run with me phone, which is a pain in the ass, as anyone knows. Uh, bloody big heavy phone in your pocket bouncing around is useless as a runner. So yeah, not impressed, Apple, uh, by that. A little bit, dis- not little, very much disappointed. The fact that it took me two days to get the friggin' thing updated and I do updates all the time, and now the Apple Watch is a friggin' nightmare. Uh, So that's not good. I hope this is not their way of pushing people out of the Series 3 and making them buy a bigger, the newer watch because, well, I'm not going to be. And I made a decision a little while back, and I think we had on the show the new G-Shock, digital G-Shock, and it's got the ability to put music in there and work with iOS and Android. Well, now I've sort of made a decision while I was running around that I'm going to start looking to see if i can a, get one they do i think july i think they said they should be here in australia we'll chase that up and see what they whereabouts are going to be and if i can get one maybe from somewhere else because yeah that's painful uh the what the best thing about having the digital watch and the only thing i actually use it for is to listen to music so i do not have to take a phone it's sort of like putting the old ipad remember the old ipads the little um, ones you could strap around or the little ones, the little tiny ones, um, they were fantastic just for music. Well, that's really all I want it for. I don't need a watch. Uh, it's good that it changes times when I'm in time zones. When the phone—that's probably the other best thing about it. Um, but other than that, pictures are ridiculously small. Uh, tech, I don't—I've got my phone on me 99% of the time I leave the house anyway. The only time I don't have my phone is when I'm running, so I don't need text messages, I don't need health shit, uh, or any of that other crap that they sell it on, and it's just sort of, I, I think I've just fallen out of love with the Apple Watch. It's, even the new ones, there's nothing exciting, unless they make it rugged like the G-Shock, there's just no reason to buy one. Why would you get a new one? And uh, I've got one that works fine, but I can't put anything on it. Wow, uh, yeah, that's not a good business case, uh, Apple. Uh, anyway, that's my little gripe today. But yeah, I thought it was a bit strange. I went, oh, I'm not happy. I've got to see how many songs I can fit. I'm going to have to actually individually pick one song. I think I tried to put um, just my current, uh, my, one of my albums, which my playlist like 2018 running one. i almost got get like 20, 30 songs and it wouldn't fit. So I'll see what else I can do. I'll try and have a play with it now after I finish reviews, guys chatting to these lovely people today. Hope you're all well. Uh, If you haven't already subscribed, like, hit that down below. If you haven't gone and bought some merch, go buy some merch. Um, There is a couple of t-shirts out of stock. I noticed I was doing some stuff last night with Printful, uh, checking over there. They're changing it up a little bit. Uh, So I've currently got a set up for Australia. So if things get out of stock, they'll sort of be picked up by other countries or whatever. So I've now set it up as a worldwide store. Uh, so that should help out a little bit for things going out of stock. There are two of the shirts, which is the the, the best one, of course. They would never run out of the good, the crap stuff. Um, these, t- these style shirts, there are some sizes, but um, there's a few sizes. Unfortunately, the bigger sizes, large XL for the gentlemen's, uh, that are out of stock. So it'd just be a bit of a heads up I'm trying to see what I can do. I'm gonna do some more work with that this week and try and, uh, I went to pick another, an option, but they don't have any like that and I I really like that style. So hopefully I'll come back soon. And uh, if not, I'll put a few more options up on the store and the website. So you can check it out on the website or you can just uh, go into 34media at Printful and you can do it that way. Either way, you're supporting the channel and helping me out, much appreciated. Now, EVs. I guess it's uh, something I talk about a lot, and I'm pretty passionate about it. I think it's a as a as a diesel mechanic. Uh, I sort of know. I've had 40 years in this industry, and I know everything about it. Uh, the mining industry, the construction, road construction. It's been my whole life. That's good. It's bad. It's give me the ability. I've always had a job, so I'm very lucky in that regards. But I do see foresee down the road that. Electric stuff's gonna take over and all that sort of stuff. Um, Probably not in my lifetime, but maybe in Jack's lifetime. Um, So I can't see it being a career that's gonna last forever. But anyway, um, so I consider myself not an expert, but uh, a person well-educated enough to have an opinion on stuff like EVs. And I do believe that they will be a lot of fun. Uh, They do have negatives, they have positives. Like every single thing we have in life, there's nothing that is perfect nothing yeah nothing i can't think of anything that's close oh my dana boots <laughs> now um look new south wales has come out uh, obviously victoria had to change their channel their tune a little bit with their ev policies they're obviously taxing people to drive on the road but just for a car made it more expensive to own even more expensive to own an electric vehicle well new south wales come out with some oh getting rid of stamp duty now uh on the, if you look at the front cover, it's a big. Everyone's like, yeah, this is great. All the car companies are like, yeah, awesome. But realistically, let's let's break it down a little bit. I went in and had a look at uh, the article on Wheels. So thank you to Wheels for bringing it up. So that's some really good stuff in there, and it was pretty interesting. Now, <clears throat> um, the are spent 400, I think it's 90 million dollars on this campaign to help try and boost EV sales and get people to switch switch over to EVs. As part of that, uh, stamp duty is going to be waived on a basic level, rebates uh, on electric vehicles and then $171 million invested in charging in the state of New South Wales. Look, that sounds fantastic and it sounds really good off the cusp. If you delve a little deeper, though, it does get, a little, I guess, a little bit questionable. And regards to that, look, basically it's 78000 or less so a car, on the road costs, when you go to register it, if it's 78, below $78,000 or $78,000 and lower, you will not have to pay stamp duty. Now I went and checked the stamp duty calculator on New South Wales uh, websites, and $78,000 is basically, uh, well, I didn't check seventy-eight. dollars I actually checked it for the Model 3, my apologies. So I checked the Model 3, now that comes in $82,000 uh, for the long range version, uh, the standard one is 62,000. So the long range works out at 82,000. Uh, and I think that's the one realistically people are going to buy that 600 odd K range. That's what you want. It's got the quality, it's got the Tesla name, it's got the the really good quality in it, it's a good looking car, it's probably the best EV car in the market at the moment for that price. It's not cheap, 82 grand is not a cheap car by no means, and that in essence is the biggest problem. But if you look at this stamp duty equation, so now it's not available, so the Model 3, if you buy the standard, you can get the stamp duty. Now stamp duty on the 82,000 was about 3,700 bucks or 3,215, $3,215. Um, that's the stuff all, like whoopy doo that's not really in the center, three grand. Um, yeah, when you're paying $80,000, that's not even 10%, that's less than five, that's just below 5% you're gonna save. So that's not a massive saving considering uh, it's just paid 33% in import duties and all those other taxes and stuff that come across. So look, I think that's the biggest problem. Uh, The stamp duty is not not enough of an incentive. Now on the back end of that, what they're gonna do is start charging in 2027, they're gonna start charging road tax for electric vehicles. Cause obviously they believe that the money that comes out of the fuel excise goes back to them after it gets through the federal government, it gets split up and comes back. Everyone gets their share because obviously the fuel fuel money goes to the government, the federal government, not to the New South Wales. So they're not going to directly, they get whatever the federal government gives them back. Um, so they've, well, now the New South Wales is going to charge their own tax and uh, on the road. So it, that's 2.5 cents per kilometre. So if you did very minimal, which is 10,000 Ks, that's like that's gonna be like low ball. Uh, that's gonna be 250 bucks a year. Uh, so over 10 years, because it's gonna take you te- at least 10 years to pay off a $80,000 car or $70,000 $70, car, say as like a Hyundai uh, or a Kia. Let's have a couple of electric options. Um, we don't have many. There's a Nissan Leaf, which is pretty ugly. The Hyundai and the Kia are ugly as sin and cheap crap. Uh, as far as i'm concerned but they still want 72 grand for a hyundai and a kia i nearly dropped my jaw uh at least the leaf is like 50 grand uh from nissan i would much sooner go to a nissan than anywhere near a hyundai or a kia so i don't know why they can charge so much for just terrible cars um and terrible build quality and everything i just don't like them um that's my personal opinion anyway. If you do like them, that they are options, but 72 grand, you're still not getting a cheap car by any means. Uh, that's just crazy that uh, cars are so expensive now. And obviously, because we've got to import it, and when you import it, you're going to pay all the taxes to the government. Now, um, July the 1st, 2027, 20, that'll come in. So if you did it for 10,000 Ks for 10 years, you'd pay two and a half grand, which is 200 bucks cheaper than what the stamp duty is going to be. So, you're not getting out of it, you're just doing a layaway plan for what you were gonna pay anyway. So, yeah, it's really not an incentive, it's, I guess it's just uh, giving you a three grand lay-by plan. is all the New South Wales realistically is giving you and that's on a $72,000 car which is the Hyundai and the Kia, both the same. The Nissan was cheaper but I didn't worry about going to that um, because I don't think anyone's gonna buy either of those Realistically, the cars they're gonna want are the F-150, the most biggest selling vehicle on the planet. Uh, something like 50 or 60,000 cars a month they sell. Um, that's gone EV, that that was the big one. I've said that on the channel that that was the one that needed to go because the amount of sales that is gonna turn into, that's gonna turn people on, more people get it, more people drive it, more people understand the electric cars, it's gonna be make the difference. Obviously the Teslas, uh, they're just over, ridiculously overpriced. The F-150 as a petrol car or a diesel version here, you're looking at least 140,000 Australian to 200 grand for the King Ranch, top spec after it's been converted. Luxury car taxes, uh, 33%. We pay on everything over, I think, 78 grand. You gotta pay another 33% to the government to protect our car industry, which we haven't had one from three years, or four years now, I think it is. So that that is the biggest killer, that luxury car tax. It's gonna, and until they offload that and get rid of that stupid 33%, uh, it's gonna be tricky now VW has some options uh they've got the id3 4 and that in other markets and coming but i read on the article i also said how VW has to pay an extra tax um, that the other car companies don't have to because of some bullshit rule as well so it's look it sounds good but i don't think it's really going to be awesome now there was also an incentive they are chucking in of three thousand dollars uh, if you buy that car and it's under that price, you'll get an extra three grand basically back, um, which realistically just covers the stamp duty. So you wouldn't have to pay the, uh, so it's really, you, get, you put a lay by, you're gonna have to pay it off two and a half grand over a year, but they're gonna give you three grand now. So I guess if you put that in the bank and just use that to pay you 250 bucks a year, they'll sort that out. Question being, how are they gonna work out your kilometers? That's going to be tricky. Uh, some little 14 year olds going to work out some little chip and whack it in your car so you do one kilometre a year and pay 2.5 cents. Because I'm telling you, these tech kids and the kids coming up and what they can do with technology is a hell of a lot more smarter than those people in Parliament House in Canberra and in New South Wales and Victoria, so how they're going to are you going to have to roll into the MVR every year, and they're going to do a speedo reading, and it's compulsory you have to turn up every year to get your speedo reading. I don't think so. It's all digital, so it can be hacked, it can be changed, it can be manipulated. Uh, I think it's a flawed idea on how they're going to do it. As you get, at least at least with stamp duty, to, they can get it off you when you buy the car. Uh, they're not going to be able to get it off you later it's yeah it's a little bit weird in essence look i think it's uh it's all uh fireworks basically hey look at us yeah we're doing something for electric and like everything we do in australia in the federal level we don't do our proper things in the environment all that sort of stuff i think it's really just to make us feel better about not doing it it's like putting a recycling bin out and a normal bin out and thinking that recycling is going to get recycled. It doesn't. We all know that. We've seen the videos. We know all about it. It just gets shipped to Thailand, Malaysia or some other countries so they can pile it up and uh, do whatever they do. So look, it's... We're, what do you do? There's not much you can do. That's part of the life and we've built for ourselves. But yeah, a bit disappointing. I was, when I first seen the headline, I went, oh, beauty. Finally, you know, we're going to get something. But yeah. And I think the only realistic way they need to do is get that uh, luxury car tax and take that up to at least 120 to 150 thousand, because car prices are going through the roof. A uh, normal car on the road now, most people are driving around new cars are 60 to 70 to 80 thousand dollars, so you're already hitting that luxury car tax. So it's just just ridiculous. So um, and then Australian dollars crap. It's 70 cents. Uh, it's nowhere near where it should be like 80 to 90 um, what it should be um, so it, that makes it worse too because you've the exchange rate coming over just pushes those cars into the luxury car tax level and your stuff so yeah anyway that's the idea uh that's well that's the th- my thoughts on it it's a little bit weird look good to see them thinking about it but i think they've really thought about it and then manipulated it to sound good when realistically it's neither there nor here. It's not bad, but it's not good. And it sure as hell ain't going to help people buy nice electric cars. Uh, no one's gonna buy a crappy cheap car just so they can have an electric car. Um, I think that's a, realistically not gonna happen. On the positive, now one positive, if you wanna, if you're thinking about electric and there's something you want to do, go check out electric GT on Instagram. Uh, It's a company in America, I believe they're based in America. They make aftermarket like crate engine, crate electric engines and battery packs. You can basically take your old Hefche Holden, your old Monaro that's in 2030 down the track. It's going to not be able to drive on the road or they're going to charge you $50 billion to register it and you won't be able to buy fuel. Um, Look, you'll be able to retrofit your car that you love, that looks nice. Because most electric vehicles, let's be honest, they look bloody terrible. And they're not, apart from the F-150 and the Rivian, they're the two electric cars that I would actually purchase. Uh, the others look terrible. Even the Teslas, they're not my sort of car. Uh, but yeah, electric GT, go check that out. You can retrofit an electric engine, battery, full battery pack, set it up how you want it, put it into your car and go fully electric and you don't have to pay New South Wales anything. How good is that? No stamp duty, pow. You might even be able to claim the 3,000 bucks and then good luck for them to be able to try and get that uh, kilometer rating off you. <laughs> Radio, that's enough EV stuff, but yeah, maybe we'll get there with baby, baby steps in Australia. We don't like doing things fast. <laughs> uh, reship, the app, if you shop online, sometimes you know that you just can't get stuff, especially in the states. Uh, they they lock ratings, lock lock gear in. So certain things, like just say Nike or Nike is pretty good. Actually, you can buy that and ship it everywhere. Some companies, but won't let you ship it out of the states to Australia. Um, now, most of the time you go, oh whatever, I just get something else. No, but if it's a specific thing that you know. If you buy it, you're gonna save, or you can't get here, or you're literally gonna save three, four, five hundred bucks on, or save a massive amount of the cost of it compared to what you're gonna pay here, because sometimes the amount of middlemen that come through to get to stuff in Australia, they all take their cut, and the price goes through the roof, it is definitely sometimes better just to buy from the States. Even if you've got to put an electric adapter on it, It uh, I've found it's definitely cheaper in the States with their consu- the amount of consumers they've got. Look, reships, oh, I've always gone through them. They, they've worked well for me and I've never had any issues with them. They do a really good job. They don't cost a lot. It's normally, I think, five bucks US a package. Uh, the shipping is exy. That is the only problem. It's Obviously, it's tricky. They use couriers. They don't just put in the general Post, unfortunately, that would be good because you could probably get a, a lot cheaper for the shipping rates. But the shipping, as I said, and that's the thing, be careful with the shipping. Um, make sure you can do a shipping calculator. So if you know your dimensions of the product and your weight of the product that you buying, buy, um, put that in the shipping calculator. You can work out what it's gonna cost you before you decide to go down this route. But look, the great company have worked really well and I've got stuff that I couldn't get here. Um, no way, no means, and I've been able to get it, ship it to me and have it. So it's done a really good job. Well, they've just announced an app for iOS. We're going to email today, so that was pretty cool. Um, so now you can control all that. You can watch all your tracking for it. Uh, when your items rock up in their warehouses in Canada, England, and the US, you can see when they arrive, you can get notifications on your phone when they arrive. You can look at the photos because they will take photos of your items before they, when they arrive. So you can see, what condition they're in, so you know it's okay and it's the right thing, um, and then they'll repack it or re, repack and reship it and just send it straight to you. And it's a nominal monthly charge, or at, I think it's monthly or annual, I can't remember, uh, and you can upgrade that and do certain things. So definitely go check it out. Now it's an app, it makes it just a lot simpler, but a good little system if you need something that we don't get here or it is just a ridiculous price and you know you can get it cheaper somewhere else. So. Go check him out and download that app on the phone. That will probably save you a lot of stress and help you out for that special something. Um, Samsung, uh, FPT or Front Page Tech, John Prosser. um, Go check him out. He he does a really good job, very well-organized dude, and he gets some great tech tips and and review uh, leaks and stuff. He's very switched on and very connected in that regards. He's come out and... Well, some new news about Samsung Galaxy Fold 2 and the Flip 2 or Flip, sorry, Fold 3 and the Flip 3 are due for renew or just about to be released. He's saying that possibly August the 3rd, so not far off, another probably five weeks, six weeks that is. So, pretty darn close. Um, something interesting he's saying, and, and something he's, I guess, a little bit wary of. The amount of product they're making. Um, Samsung's ramped up the from his connections and his leaks, uh, so his sources. I mean, uh, he's found out they're doing like seventy thousand phones a week, a day or something, crazy, which equates to roughly seven million phones for the year. Um, he thinks that's a little bit weird because last year they, with the Flip Two and uh, Fold Two, they only sold a million of those phones. So they've basically hedged a lot of bets and they're going to have 7 million of these signs. So realistically, what it means, what I think it means, if they've made so many phones, a bargain time. Uh, I think that we could see a big price drop from Samsung. That's the way I look at it. If you're going to make more and you need to sell those more because otherwise you're going to lose all that money for making them, um, sort of comes common sense that you think, well, if you don't, if everyone doesn't rush out and buy them straight away, that then they're gonna to have to sell them and get them on sale. So that's pretty cool. We could see them drop a couple of hundred bucks off the price to really take it to Apple. Um, you get a flagship phone with all the great stuff on the Android platform, but at maybe four, five hundred bucks cheaper than Apple. That puts a lot of pressure on uh, us iOS users to go. Well, Jesus Christ, man, what what are you doing, Apple? Why are we paying? two grand for you and theirs is 1500 and it does everything yours does it's yeah it's going to be interesting that's a lot of phones seven million in one year for them uh as i said last year they only apparently sold one million and another six times that that's massive so look uh early august we'll see it um what it's going to do and all that it's going to be amazing it's the flagship phones they're going to be awesome we know that um but yeah it's very interesting about that sort of information, where they've hedged their bets to go, Yeah, we're gonna sell it six times over this year. So, very, very interesting, and it will be something to watch. And that's about it. I'm gonna uh, get a little bit more work done and I'm gonna chase up that stuff. And um, yeah, I will see you all again tomorrow in the morning because I'm night shift tonight. Right, all. Okay, dokie. if you come this way, that way, I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.